Welcome to the Lake Show Life Podcast, part of the Fan Sided Podcast Network. Now, please welcome your host, Jason Reed. Welcome back to another episode of the Lake Show Life Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Jason Reed, the acting side expert over at lakeshowlife.com. Part of the Fan Sided Podcast Network. Today is Tuesday, March 2nd, 2021. And sorry for the break, y'all. Uh, any listeners to the Lake Show Life podcast that listen to the show, um, you know, follow it uh, continually when not first. Thank you for doing so. I appreciate that very much. Uh, if you could leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, that'd be fantastic. I would love that. Um, but anyone that follows the show like that knows it's it's been a minute since I've been on this feed. Uh, last episode was February 23rd, over a week ago now. And look, there's a very good reason. A, the Lakers were not playing great basketball, so it was getting a little upsetting having to talk about them. Just kidding. That's not the real reason. Um, the real reason is I took about a week off because uh, kind of slam busy with wor- other things, you know, the website and whatnot. At the beginning of the week, took a little three-day trip out to Arizona um, this weekend, this past weekend, just with some friends. Socially distanced, totally safe. Um, of course, always respecting all the rules out there and whatnot. Um, so I, I, I had to unplug a little bit, haven't taken a, a true day off since Christmas. And even on Christmas, I worked a little bit, so I had to do that. Didn't get to talk Lakers with y'all, but now I'm back and I'm, I'm juiced up and I'm ready to go. This is episode 50, uh, happy 50 episodes to everyone. If you were here, started listening episode one, started listening episode 49. I appreciate you being here. Uh, this is a great community, a great show we got going here and I'm, I'm excited to see it grow. Uh, we're going to get more guests in the future and whatnot. I know I kind of promised that before, but, um, Really feeling, good, really feeling good about some things we have in store and uh, some directions we're going to go, especially after the All-Star break when we really start to kick into gear and basketball really matters. So that's exciting. Um, some things I missed. Uh, the Lakers won two games since I last talked to you. Actually lost to the Jazz and then won two games. Uh, beat the Trailblazers and the Warriors both pretty easily. Uh, Lakers uh, scored 102-93 to against the Blazers, and they beat the Warriors 117-91. to uh, Next game is the Phoenix Suns. We'll talk about that a little bit later to wrap up the show. Right now, to open the show, my little monologue, I wanted to talk about um, the man that a lot of people are talking about. And maybe not a lot of people are really talking about him, but he was on social media. Uh, people were praising him. They were hyping him up, you know, as a great signing and whatnot. Part of it was, you know, kind of just joking and whatnot because everyone, I don't think anyone expects him to be fantastic. But that's a man by the name of Damian Jones. Now, it's no secret that Marcus Gasol has not been great this year. Um, his workload has been small. Defensively, he's had an impact. Offensively, he's been extremely inefficient. Uh, we shouldn't have expected him to be fantastic anyways. He kind of had bad offensive you know, efficiency problems before coming to Lakers, looked bad in the bubble, all those things. I still think he adds value to the defense. His veteran leadership is still great. But when he's playing 20 or fewer minutes per game, with what he offers, and especially without AD, the Lakers need help. That was no question. And they got that with Damian Jones, who they signed on a 10-day contract. Jones, backup center, uh, really, you know, he played well in a short amount of time against the Golden State Warriors. He only got eight minutes. He had eight points, three boards, two blocks. Most importantly, he played really solid defense, high effort defense, good rim protecting, all that stuff. And, you know, as I was, as I was uh, a hand up, didn't watch this game. I'm not going to pretend I watched this game and tell you guys what happened in the game and whatnot and you know, as a box score watcher, I did watch the highlights after the fact, and I did see things on Twitter. The things I did see on Twitter, you know, were really promising with Jones, and I saw a bunch of people hyping him up when I was checking my Twitter feed and whatnot. Um, so that, you know, that seems great. Now, I, I did a deeper deeper dive on Damian Jones, looked at some of his numbers, some of his old footage and whatnot, and like I said, most Laker fans are kind of joking when they talk about Damian Jones being this great, you know, addition to the team, or at least they're um, 
you know. They don't really fully mean it, just being a little facetious. Um, but with the Lakers having such great success with guys like Alex Caruso, Taylor Horton Tucker, um, Jordan Clarkson, just all these different, you know, litany of guys who were late second round, you know, or late first round, second round picks, or just G League, you know, undrafted guys, whatever. They have great history with these guys. So I understand why people get excited about Damian Jones. The track record is there for the Lakers to make the most out of these kind of players. That being said, don't get excited about Damian Jones, um, quite frankly. And I wrote this in an article today. I'm going to rehash some of the same points here in case you didn't want to go read it. If you do, you can go check it out over at the website, lakeshowlife.com. Um, he just He's not going to be a long-term Laker. And he might get another 10-day contract or whatever the case may be. But I don't see him being on the team come playoff time. You know, as sad as that is to say, you know, I feel bad. You know, he's obviously a much better basketball player than 99% of the population. Um, but he's just not good enough to be on this Lakers team on this rotation. He's not someone that is like the savior of the Los Angeles Lakers. I mean, the Lakers had an open roster, roster spot because they waived uh, Quinn Cook. And the only the timing of Quinn Cook, excuse me, was it because they were waving him to open the spot for Jones. It was quite literally... You know, Schroeder was coming back, so the depth was getting better at the guard position. They didn't want to fully guarantee T. Cook's contract. So that's why they waived him when they did. So then they had an open roster spot, and it's better to at least use it than not use it at all. So he signed Jones to a 10-day contract, let him play, give depth. You know, it's kind of like an extended tryout. I mean, I guess if he absolutely sets the world on fire, then of course he would stay on the Lakers. But it's just an extended tryout. That's all it is. They have the roster spot right now to kind of toy with it and see what, you know, they can do and if Jones is worth it or whatnot. Um... And that's really the point of it. And it, it's smart managing by the Lakers. The, he, Damian Jones is not the guy that they're trying to pick up. He's just a guy who is benefiting from an extended workout. Now, the reason why I don't think he will do great in this extended workout and the reason why I don't think he'll stay long-term with the Lakers is he's really not that great in terms of just NBA talent. You know, there's a reason he's bounced from team to team in his short NBA career. Um, he's inefficient, um, ineffective, too, offensively. Over his career, he has an offensive box plus minus negative 2.1. Um, he's been around league average throughout his career. He started really bad. He swung back a little bit better. Um, he was really good, you know, against the Warriors. But again, it was garbage time against other garbage time players. Against the Warriors team that doesn't have great depth to be good with. Excuse me, recording this at 1044 on Monday night. Um, he has a 0 0.4 defensive box plus minus throughout his career, which isn't enough, obviously, to make up for his bad offensive numbers. Um, since 2016, he came into the league. Out of 68 total centers that qualified, and to qualify they needed just 1,000 minutes played, he ranks 56 in box plus minus. 56 out of 68. So he's in the 25-ish percentile, maybe a little bit less, 22, 23 percentile. Um, but he, that's not great, obviously. Um, his rebounding percentage isn't as high as you would want a center to be. It was around floating around 11 to 13%. That's not terrible for someone like a stretch four for a center that – is supposed to be a traditional center, big body to bring off the bench. That is not uh, at all what you need. Excuse me, good. And finally, most importantly, is there's just better options. There's going to be better options. There's a better option right now in DeMarcus Cousins. And the Lakers, you know, the reports have already come out that he's not their number one target. Um, Cousins, the Lakers wouldn't pass so quickly on DeMarcus Cousins if they didn't have something bigger in plan or at least something better, a better fit and whatnot. And I can tell you that Jones is not that better fit. He is, even though Boogie Cousins is not the same player, he is not, Damian Jones is not even this version of Boogie Cousins, quite frankly. So they have something in mind, whether it's Andre Drummond, hoping he gets bought out, maybe they try to bring in him. Same thing with Blake Griffin, if they could hope that he gets bought out and they try to swing something for him, you know, sign him, whatnot, convince him to come back to L.A., but for a different team. Maybe it's a buyout guy like Robin Lopez. Maybe it's a trade. Maybe those Mobamba, you know, speculations actually comes to fruition. 
Hassan Whiteside's another guy that's been connected to the Lakers. Um, you know, there's there's so many options for the team that are better than Damian Jones, quite frankly. And he's just he's really just being a seat warmer. You know, as mean as that sounds, he's just being a placeholder until the Lakers can get that other option that they know is a bona fide good option for them and sign them to that open roster spot. They might as well use it now. Get a guy who could blow them out of the water and could, you know, surprise them and whatnot. Um, that's definitely possible. I don't want to say it's not. But at the end of the day, you know, he's just kind of filling in for the Lakers right now. I don't expect him to be on the Lakers any more than another 10-day contract. He might not even be on the team after the All-Star break, you know, depending on what happens, who gets bought out, what kind of situations develop. And, you know, it is. Excuse me. Jeez. It, it sucks for Damian Jones, and I hope he finds another team. And he has some potential and he can you know kind of play on a garbage team and get some minutes and hopefully prove his worth as an NBA rotation player but for the Lakers you know even guys who aren't even in the league you know Dwayne Devin didn't even get a contract I'd rather have him than Damian Jones so don't get overhyped about that first you know game he was good it was only eight minutes he had the back injury he should be fine that's not the reason why the Lakers should move on from him but you know still don't get overexcited I know it's easy to get excited about these players that the Lakers bring in, but it's not always great. Um, but I do have something for you guys to get excited for. And that's something to get excited about is Manscaped, who's supporting us here at the Lake Show Life podcast. For those that do not know, Manscaped is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. They offer precision-engineered tools for your family jewels, and they obsess over their technology developments to provide you the best tools for your grooming experience. They're trusted by over 2 million men worldwide, including myself, and they have an exclusive offer for my listeners. 20% off and free shipping with the code fansite 20 over at manscaped.com. So I just want to talk about them a little bit. Um, they hooked us up. They sent us some packages, some little goodies, you know, a, a care package, should I say. Um, their perfect package 3.0. It's got a bunch of stuff. In the center, the thing you, your eye directly, you know, makes eye contact with is the Lawnmower 3.0. So it is the newest version of their Lawnmower trimmer. Uh, it comes brand new in the perfect package 3.0. Um, it, it's just great. You know, it's, it's trimmer. It's got the led light. It's got the little adjustable uh, clip you could put on it to keep from cutting, even though I've never cut myself using it. Uh, you could use it in the shower. You could use it outside the shower. You could use it anywhere really. Um, and it's just great for blow the waist grooming. Um, it's fantastic. It's a great product. Use it all the time. You know, got to keep it clean down there. Um, they've been, it's been great, but that's not the only thing they offer. You know, if it was just that, it'd be worth it, but it's not just that there's more. Uh, they also include the crop preserver, which is an anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer. Uh, they think that if you already put armpit uh, deodorant on your armpits, that you should also put it, you know, down there on the smelliest part of your body. Um, they also have the Crop Reviver, which works hand in hand with the Crop Reserver. Um, it keeps it from sweating, smelling, sticking down there. Great things. Um, as we know, Alex Caruso is also a sponsor with them. You know, he's that ad is was fantastic. So it's awesome to be partnered with someone, a company who is also partnered with Alex Caruso, our Lord and Savior. Um, and they also threw two free gifts in the perfect package. Uh, there's some pair of boxer briefs, and there's a little uh, shed bag, travel bag. For you to pack all your stuff up, going on a socially distanced vacation like I did this past weekend, uh, you take it all with you like I did. Um, you know, clean up down there. You know, you always got to be ready for whatever could happen. Um, and of course, like I said, they are hooking you up 20% off and free shipping if you use the code fansite 20 over at manscaped.com. That is right. You can get 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com using the code fansite 20 um, Great company. Wouldn't vouch for them if I didn't believe in them. Uh, go check them out, guys. They're awesome. So since I took a little break and I didn't actually watch uh, the Lakers-Warriors game, there's not really much to talk about in terms of a game recap besides, you know, Damian Jones and the things I did watch. Again, don't want to pretend like I watched the game with, you know, with you guys. And, you know, obviously I didn't. And I'm not just going to BS my way through. One thing I saw in the box score and everything, uh, Markeith Morris having a better offensive output night, that's really good for him. Um, he's been really bad this year. 
having Shooter back obviously has an impact. You know, they didn't score 100 points without him. They've scored 100 points in the two games with him back in the lineup. That has an impact. Uh, Kuzma had a double-double. That's great. Um, I'm sure Caruso played great defense. Didn't see with my own eyes, but I know he's going to play great defense. LeBron didn't get a 15-5-5 game, 19-6-4. Quiet game for him. And just looking at the overall kind of landscape of the game, again, I don't know exactly what happened. I see they jumped out to a 41-21 lead. I saw, like, the highlights and whatnot. Um, huge lead in halftime, and it was just they kind of coasted. Um, a little bit of a load management game. Uh, LeBron only playing 24 minutes. Morris, 24. Shooter, 25. Um, and every they had so many players play. Oh, my goodness. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14. 15 different players played in this game, the entire roster. So they got a little bit of a load management, got a day off. They're still at home. This is part of a three-game homestand. The last of the, the homestand is coming up next. Um, that is today at the time of this releasing, tomorrow at the time of recording. And that's against the Phoenix Suns. Um, the Suns are coming off of a W, I believe, when I last checked. They just beat the Minnesota Timberwolves. They beat the uh, Chicago Bulls, and they lost to the Hornets uh, last Wednesday in overtime. Not in overtime. It was just a really high-scoring game, 124-121. So they're on a two-game winning streak. Devin Booker replaced Anthony Davis in the All-Star lineup. They are starting a uh, – this is actually the end of their three-game road trip. So the Lakers had their three-game home trip. This is the homestand, I should say. This is the end of the Suns' road trip. Um, they played the Timberwolves same day as the Lakers. That was yesterday, Sunday, time of recording this, and they also played on Friday. So no back-to-back, no 3-4, and four, nothing like that. Uh, they should be relatively fresh. They're making their way back home. I mean, Minnesota, L.A. is not too far, but L.A. to Phoenix. Again, I just went to Phoenix. I mean, I drove, but um, the flight isn't too far. So they're pretty much making their way home slowly. Now, the Suns are obviously a very interesting team. With uh, Chris Paul has completely helped them turn the ship around. Obviously, Booker is great. DeAndre Ayton's a great young player, um, and they've had a lot of they have a lot of young pieces who were kind of due to get better. And just by the laws of basketball and players getting better, they were going to improve. Add Chris Paul's veteran leadership to that team, and it's been fantastic for them. Everywhere Chris Paul has gone, the teams have gotten better. You know, he's averaging sixteen and nine this season. That veteran leadership is just fantastic. Like I said, Ayton's playing good, fourteen and eleven. Um, and they got depth. They have six guys averaging in double figures, almost seven with Jay Crowder. That was a sneaky good pickup. Um, they're a solid defensive team. Uh, they rank fourth in the league in points allowed per game, uh, second in blocks, second in assists allowed, uh, second in three-point percentage allowed. Um, they only allow 11 three-pointers per game. That's insane. Lakers are on a three-point shooting team. Uh, opponent effective field goal percentage, they rank fifth. So they rank, you know, up there in all these important categories, defensive rating sixth, net rating, uh, they rank, where is that at? I lost net rating. Net rating is a really good indication of how good of a team is. Net rating, fourth, 6.0, uh, right up there with the Lakers. They are a good basketball team. I know the Suns have been pretty bad for a long time. I mean, when was their last winning season? I can't even recall when their last winning season is. Let's click through all these losing seasons. 2013-2014 was their last winning season. So kind of going through a similar stretch to the Lakers. Now they're not in a, a position to legitimately contend for a title like the Lakers were with Anthony Davis. But they're getting there. They're turning it around. It's going to be an interesting matchup. I need to talk about the purple and gold players and the betting picks. We're going to start with the purple and gold players. Role players that the Lakers, the purple players are role players, is a role player on the Suns that the Lakers need to focus on stopping, beating up a little bit, bruising perhaps a little bit, hence the purple, um, and really slow them down to, you know, win this game against the Phoenix Suns. The gold player is a role player on the Los Angeles Lakers that I think is going to have a big game. Kind of will need a big game to win, but I think they're going to have a big game, win or lose. Now, the Suns are interesting because they're all—they're almost all role players, um, besides Chris Paul and Devin Booker. If we're being honest, a lot of young role players. Just the ages on their their starting lineup is fantastic. I'm gonna go with a man 
that I mentioned previously that I think was a really solid pickup for them and a really underrated basketball player. And that's Jay Crowder. Jay Crowder, I think, is a underrated 3 and D player. Actually, you know, advanced statistics. He's not doing fantastic defensively this year. But he is that 3 and D guy. He is that guy that they're going to stick on LeBron James for most of the game, I would assume. Um, offensively, you're not going to get killed by Jay Crowder. Again, he averages just under 10 points a game. They don't have to worry too much about that. Obviously, the Lakers haven't been fantastic with their perimeter defense at times. And just they've gotten beat by some weird guys like Justin Jackson and uh, or Josh Jackson, excuse me. Justin Jackson's on the Chargers. Uh, Josh Jackson and just some other weird, you know, Derek Rose had that weird game. I think Lance Galloway had a big game. Just these weird role players. And this feels like a game where Jay Crowder could have a really weird, um, you know, game. Um, so just keeping him from having doing that. And most importantly, attacking him defensively, kind of beating him on the defensive end, offensive end for the Lakers, I should say, and not letting him be that plus defender that he could be. LeBron can go, should go at him and really just take advantage of any advantages he does have. I mean, it's LeBron James. Of course he has advantages um, and just take it to him and, Make sure his defense isn't having that positive an impact. Chris Paul is going to do his thing, you know, defensively. That might be a little hard for Dennis Schroeder coming up against that veteran. Um, besides that, I mean, they have okay defenders. You know, Cameron Payne's okay. Mikel Bridges is okay. Uh, Saric is okay. Ayton's okay. He's nothing special as a rim protector. Uh, Devin Booker's a little bit below average. So Drake Cowder is really the guy, I think, with the most potential to have a really good defensive game. And really slow down LeBron and lead to the Phoenix Suns winning this basketball game. So they need to they need to attack him. Don't let him beat them offensively, and then attack him on the defensive end. Don't let him get kind of get into a rhythm defensively and whatnot. As for the gold players, the easy answer is Schroeder. It really is because this team is not the same with Dennis Schroeder out, and we saw that. Anyone that was doubting Dennis Schroeder's impact, myself a little bit included, um, they we saw that in those four games he was out. Now. I was a big shooter guy heading into the season, and then his poor, he wasn't playing fantastic. Didn't know if he was worth an extension. That's kind of where my anti-shooter stuff came from. I'm not anti-shooter. I just didn't think the Lakers should give him this massive extension that he may have wanted. He may have proved that he kind of deserves it with the impact he has on this team when he's not in. But I'm not going to go with that. I'm going to go with – and this I'm going to take more of a needs to have a big game instead of I think he's definitively going to have a big game. A little bit different this time. That's KCP. Uh, KCP started the season red hot. It's been a little bit cold since then. He has some good games, some bad games. Obviously, like hasn't been as good as he was earlier in the season when he was just making everything. And I think the Lakers kind of need him to have a big three-point shooting game in this. Kyle Guzman's questionable. He'll probably play, but he is questionable. Schroeder is going to get locked up a little bit by Chris Paul, I think. Um, you know, Markeith Morse is not shooting the ball well. Alex Crusoe isn't consistent enough. Marcus All isn't consistent enough. And you really look at it, if Kuzma doesn't play and Chris Paul is locking down Dennis Schroeder, and we're assuming LeBron is hopefully going after Jay Crowder, but we can't pick LeBron for the, the gold player, it comes down to the three-point shooting being KCP, and he's going to have to have a good shooting. I mean, you have Wesley Matthews, but again, inconsistent. He's kind of like their best option to make threes and to beat this Phoenix Suns team. They're going to have to make these threes. They're gonna, they can't have these terrible shooting nights that they had you know, in the previous games when they lost you know, four of their six games, whatever it was. They can't have that, and KCP is going to be have to be the guy that keeps that from happening, quite frankly. So he needs to have a good game. Am I predicting that he necessarily will, like the, the essence of the goal player? Not really, honestly. I think we're going more with uh, he has to have a good game to win this game, and I honestly don't know what's going to happen. And I don't think Vegas really knows what's going to happen either. Normally a full-strength Lakers team against the Suns especially would be heavy, heavy favorites, but the Suns are obviously a much better basketball team, even with the Lakers at home. Um it's it's a really close it's a really close line. 
according to the Action Network over on um, according to BetMGM, excuse me, on the Action Network. Action Network provides the odds. BetMGM is the actual book. Lakers are only one and a half point favorites in this game. Some books have them at two. This only has them at one and a half. The over-under is 215 and a half. It's really a toss-up. That's almost as close as a pick'em you can get. And as the home court advantage, that almost swings a little bit in the Suns' uh, you know, favor. It opened as Suns plus three, down to Suns plus one and a half. So the public really loves the Suns. And I got to say, I'm with the public on this one. And the public's usually where you lose money. But um, I haven't picked the most recent games. I was a little bit ice cold before taking this hiatus. So it's good to kind of refresh. But the Lakers, they have two great wins against the Trailblazers and Warriors. And Schroeder being back is massive. But I still don't... This team still has some holes without Anthony Davis. And I think we're going to see that in this game. Because Schroeder is going to be clamped a little bit by Chris Paul. I, I just... I think that's the main reason. I think Chris Paul is going to have a good defensive game against Schroeder. He's going to limit his impact offensively. And that in turn is going to lead to a similar... Not as drastic because he's still going to be there. A similar impact on the overall offense. And that's going to lead to a low scoring game. And then we have the Suns who have so much depth, so many role players. And I just think they're going to outshoot, out, you know, score the Lakers. And it's going to be one of those games that is ugly to watch. And the Lakers are kind of in and then we'll lose it down the stretch, I think. But I see the Lakers losing this game. Yeah, I hate to be that guy. I don't like picking against the Lakers, you know, but I have to go with what I think. I have to be objective. And, I mean, I'm, I'm not very great this year, so that's probably a good thing for the Lakers. But there's a reason they lost four games in a row, five out of six. I don't think those issues are totally solved. And I think this is going to be a little bit of a prove-it game for the Suns, proving that they're up there in that tier. Uh, the Lakers are only one game ahead of them. They could jump all the way to the second seed in the West, which is just unfathomable. You know, I had the Suns under. I did not think this was going to work as well as it did. I think I think the Suns are going to walk away with the W in this game. I really do. Um, final score. Again, I think it's going to be a little bit low scoring for the Lakers because Schroeder's going to be a little bit clamped. I don't think it's going to be as low scoring. They're going to score 100 points, but just barely. I'm going to go Lakers 102. It's Phoenix Suns. Sorry. Bad radio, but I'm thinking. It's going to be a close game. I said the Suns are going to pull away, but it's going to be a close game. I'm going to go Suns 106. Lakers are going to be down two. Suns are going to get the ball back and make free throws. Suns 106. Lakers 102. So I have the Suns obviously covering one and a half. I have them winning by four. So that is a 5.5, 5.5 point margin um, to the spread. And I have the under. The sun's in the under. I know it's not pretty. It's not the greatest thing in the world. I'm sorry. I don't like doing it. Um, but it is what it is. And then the Lakers have a back-to-back against the Sacramento Kings. I don't have the odds in front of me. I'm not going to record for that game. I'm going to record a recap and kind of a first-half recap as we head into the All-Star break. So that's going to be the podcast there. So I guess it is worth talking about. First time seeing the Kings this season. Um, they're not playing fantastic. Um, but, you know, in a back-to-back, road back-to-back nonetheless, Going from L.A. to Sacramento is not that far, but still a road back-to-back. That could be a scary game as well. And, excuse me. That game, I think Schroeder is going to be the gold player. Schroeder is going to be really important after getting locked down against Chris Paul, and I think he's going to have a really good game against a Kings team who isn't really that great defensively, if we're being honest. As for the Kings, the player they have to slow down, I mean, Buddy Heald is obviously – not Buddy Heald, excuse me, De'Aaron Fox and Buddy Heald, important to slow down. I'm going to go with Harrison Barnes in that game. Might as well pick it while we're here. He's shooting 40% from beyond the arc, five, four and a half attempts per game. This is a really heavy three-point shooting team. They average, let's see, they've got to be up there in the league, I think. No, actually, they're not. They're not a heavy three-point shooting team. I am wrong. 33 and a half per game, that's 20th in the league. They just have some guys who take a lot. It's just kind of top-heavy. I mean, Buddy Heald's taking 10 a game. 
Oh, my gosh. Ten threes a game he's taking. Uh, Halliburton's taking five and a half. De'Aaron Fox, five and 5.4. Harrison Barnes, 4.5. And then it kind of falls off a cliff. Uh, we're going we're gonna to go Harrison Barnes because he's going to get, you know, he's starting. He gets 35 minutes a game. It's kind of the same thing as Jay Crowder. I mean, he's not as good defensively as Jay Crowder, but kind of keep him from beating you from beyond the arc and being that random role player that kind of has a really big game. And really attack him defensively more so than Crowder. Not so much that you want to prove that you're better than Crowder is, you know, defensively, whatnot. Um, but just attacking him because you have a mismatch because Harrison Barnes is not a fantastic defender and LeBron can really take advantage. So that's the purple and gold players for that game. Obviously don't have the odds. Probably pick the Lakers, but I don't know. Back-to-backs are tricky, especially road back-to-backs. I, I have a rule to always almost pick, you know, the team that isn't on a road back-to-back, but are the Kings on a road back-to-back? That's a good question. Well, obviously they're not on a road back-to-back because they are um, hosting the Lakers. Let's see. Do the Kings play tomorrow on Tuesday? They have a back-to-back, but this is the first leg of a back-to-back, three three out of four. That's not great for the Lakers. We'll see what happens. Honestly, the regular season record doesn't totally matter. What matters is getting to the All-Star break healthy, getting Anthony Davis healthy down the line, and uh, making the playoffs and then really making a move then. I'll come back at you guys after that game, probably on Thursday, maybe Friday. Uh, I'll keep you updated over on the Twitter account. We'll come back at the end of the week, most likely Friday. That way it's three days in between episodes. Um, hopefully I have a guest on, maybe recap the whole first half of the Lakers season. That would be really fun. Um, in the meantime, everyone stay safe. Have a great week. Monday today was a grind after a three day weekend, little vacation. I'm really tired. As you could tell by my, my 30 yawns. Now I got to go edit this, get it up scheduled for the morning. Leave us a review. If you can, that'd be fantastic. Five-star review on Apple podcast really helps us out. Um, follow us any podcast, you know, provider. If you don't do us on Apple, uh, do us on Apple, you don't listen to us on Apple. Uh, any podcast provider, you don't have to leave a review, but follow us, check us out, stay with us, we're a family here, uh, love y'all, go Lakers.